What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 26 of the two-player co-op podcast. I'm one of your hosts here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother, Sean. We're coming to you live from back in the pool house studios, away from the toy uh, toy room studios of last week. We were, uh, uh, we were uh, what's the word? Moved? Not moved. Displaced. Relocated. Displaced uh, for reasons beyond our control outside of our recording studio. <coughs> Jess. Um and yeah, we relocated to Granny, Granny and Poppy's house. Shout out to Granny and Poppy. Uh, had a lot of fun last week doing the uh, E3 recap, our longest episode of all time. Uh, my favorite episode of all time. Actually, our most popular of all time, which is pretty cool. It was right. awesome. Appreciate everybody listening to that. Our most listens we've ever had in one week. It surpassed our... Uh... It surpassed Metal Gear's lifetime listens, which is pretty cool. Hmm. Metal Gear. Oh, no. Uh, what was the other one? The the first the NX rumors the, the Nintendo well. Revolution and all that yeah, yeah. most popular episode ever so uh, most popular ep- most never mind <laughs> I said it already thanks everybody for listening we really <laughs> appreciate that uh, what are you drinking <laughs> I don't oh yeah what am I drinking I'm drinking vodka and Red Bull for the first time it's quite, I'm kind of a little bit hyper actually I haven't had a sip of it yet but I hope it'll be pretty good um, so what's up I don't know same old same old it's Monday oh wait did we say what episode Oh, no, uh, this is the El Duque episode. Orlando Hernandez, 26. 26? Yeah. Hmm. Man, we're... Uh, Consults Wikipedia. Almost at the six-month mark. I think we're past the six-month mark. Oh, no, mark. I guess we are, because this is 26, and we took a week off, so this would have been 27. So, yeah, we made it halfway through the year. Yeah, because our first was maybe the second week of... It's like two weeks before Christmas, I think. Yeah, he was number 26. Um... Yeah, so yeah, we we made it past six months. We've made it past a quarter century. We're twenty six percent of the way to episode one hundred, which will be a big, drunk blowout. We're also fifty two percent of the way to episode fifty, which is also going to be a drunk blowout. I have plans. For I mean, every 50. week, yeah, it's kind of a not really. We haven't been. Well, never mind. Sidebar, not even a sidebar. Segway. What, what do we call it's it? Not segway. segway yeah, segway into a tangent. Just, yeah. Um. So we had a good weekend, Father's Day. Yesterday, if you're a sports fan, was pretty friggin' awesome. Well, it depends. Except, yeah. So my favorite golfer, Dustin Johnson, who I've loved ever since he grounded his club at the PGA in 2010, 2011, whatever it was, in a bunker that wasn't a bunker. Yeah. I I need to Google it, but it was five or six years ago, yeah. I thought it was like three or four years ago. And in a bunker that wasn't a bunker, he got penalized a stroke, a stroke, got into a playoff, lost the playoff, he got screwed. They tried to screw him again last night, and they did end up taking... A bunker that wasn't a bunker? Yeah. It's like at that course, if you just see a little bit of... You could just see sand this big, and it's considered a bunker. It's the weirdest. They had like 570 bunkers on that course or something <laughs> ridiculous. Wow. He pulled it out. Uh, they tried to take it away from him. They did take a stroke away for some stupid thing, saying he touched the ball. He clearly did not touch the ball. Wait, they did take a stroke from him? Yeah, he only won by three instead of four because they took one away. Well, or they added one. Well, right, right. Yeah, they added a stroke. Um, all golfers on Twitter were going, they're like, this is ridiculous. How can you do this? And apparently the USGA has this reputation that they're just run by a bunch of hacks. Yeah. Um, but I was so happy for him. Uh, then Game 7 happened while Money in the Bank was happening. While Game of Thrones was happening. Yeah. So yesterday was really crazy. Uh, Game of Thrones, I heard, was pretty crazy. Uh, a lot of people saying it's one of the best episodes ever. It was... 
But I've also heard some people hated it, which I don't know how you could have some no, people say I it's the best ever. I loved it. I don't know if I would put it. I mean, it's probably top five episode. It was intense. Oh, that's good. Um, a certain well, slight spoiler alert, but I won't go all in. A certain someone finally got their comeuppance after, I don't know, three seasons maybe. Um, if you watch Game of Thrones, you already know who I'm talking about, so there's no point in me talking in code. But um, no, it was a good episode. Very intense, huge, uh, like battle scene. It's like battle, but of it pretty much Helm's Deep, kind of. Pretty much, it played out exactly how I thought it would. So that's my only problem with it. It was kind of obvious. I don't know. Nothing really took me by surprise. But no, it was it was a good episode. Um. Once HBO Now finally decided to start working, um, I got home, tried to play it. It wouldn't load. I got really mad. I looked on Twitter, so I wasn't the only one, which oh, really? Okay. made me slightly less mad. Well, it just made me less mad at my internet connection and just more mad at HBO Now. But I was glad I wasn't the only one missing out. So finally got to start playing around 8.40, which made it pretty much end right when Game 7 was ending, which was just horrible i don't want to talk about it i hate lebron um i'm gonna talk about it i mean yeah we can talk about it but. so we'll finish game of thrones um i mean that's pretty much it i won't get too much into it but um next week is called winds of winter winter's coming has the, a winter been coming for like six it's been coming since the first episode yeah, yeah. Um, but I think winter will finally be here tomorrow. I Didn't think. it come when the ice walkers or whatever they're hell called? Didn't they show? Aren't wasn't that winter finally showing up? They well, that's why winter is coming because they are coming. The whole series. Have they been, already came? They've been north of the wall. Okay. This big, huge, giant ice wall that was built many, 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 many years ago to keep them at bay. Um, Night's Watch has been keeping them at bay, but now Night's Watch is pretty much. In shambles, there's not much left. Um, rumor has it that there's only one season left, but they're probably going to split it into two, a la Breaking oh, Bad. Oh, like Breaking Bad, okay. So, um, Winds of Winter, I think the um, White Walkers are breaching the wall. I think they're finally going to make it through and get into the mainlands, so... That'll be a good episode. I'm excited. But, um, yeah, that's enough about Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, I can't stand LeBron. The fact – did you see him when he got, quote-unquote, hurt at the end of the game when Draymond blocked him? I saw. I thought it was bad, and then they showed the replay. I'm like – He didn't um, even land on his wrist or nothing, anything. Yeah. He pulled a Paul Pierce. Remember when Paul Pierce got hurt and he had to and be had carried to out off. and put yeah. on a freaking wheelchair? That's why yeah. I tweeted. I said, oh, he's just missing Paul Pierce's wheelchair. Oh, and he goes up, it. and he missed one of the free throws, by yeah. the way. Um, Kyrie Irving, well, I really think Kyrie should have been MVP. And that's not just because I'm a hater. I think Kyrie had an yeah. amazing series. I can't take anything away. Look, they got it done. Steph got exposed. Uh, I don't know if he was he's overconfident slash cocky, but that team was not the same. Ever since Draymond got hurt, or I mean got suspended for a game, they were not the same at all. Yeah. That series was over. I think if he would have played game five, because Bogut was they still healthy then, they win. It's over. 100% I believe that. LeBron got confidence. Kyrie got confidence. They actually got Kevin Love in the game in, in game seven. And that was it. So I'm happy for Cleveland. Yeah. Um, I do have to say, shout out to all these uh, 
these people on my Facebook feed that two years ago were rocking the Miami gear, and now they're all like, I love Cleveland, and I'm so happy for J.R. Smith. Go yourself. Seriously. Get a life. Um, so the other thing that happened last night, yeah, money in the bank. So I was kind of going oh, back and forth. Who the, won the predictions? I didn't even check. You and I had the same predictions, except I had. Oh, Dane. then you would have won because Dean won. So I beat you at least. You definitely beat them because they picked Dolph to beat Corbin and a couple or Corbin. What's his name? Yeah, Fair. Corbin. Yeah. So yeah, you definitely got the predictions right, like you did the E three predictions. Yeah. Um. The Cena AJ match was a letdown. You well, know, I heard extra, it was a good match. It was, it was just a crappy ending. Fine. No, the match to me it was like, and it's. It wasn't as good as AJ versus Roman. Really? I don't know if Cena was just rusty being out for so long. I mean, that was his first match back. Right. You're going to go up against the best wrestler in the world in your first match back. That's pretty tough to do. But it was fine. I'm glad AJ won, even though they had to still. The only way AJ can beat somebody is when <laughs> two guys so interfere. Whatever. Um, Money in the Bank was a good match. Dean won. Dean said on Raw he was going to win, and he said he was going to cash in during the pay-per-view. Oh, he said that? Yeah. And which is why I thought it wasn't going to happen. So then Dean wins. Hell of a match between Seth and Roman. Seth had one of the best counters I've ever seen in a wrestling match where Roman went for the spear. Seth jumped up. He didn't grab both his arms, but he at least grabbed one of his arms and turned it into a pedigree. Pinned him. Somehow he kicked out. Picked him back up. Pedigreed him again in the middle of the ring, and he actually pinned Roman one, two, three. Seth's music hits. I mean, Seth. Dean's music hits. And he comes up from behind while Seth is looking at the entrance ramp. Smacks him with a briefcase. He cashes it in, hits Dirty Deeds, and he's the champ. I never thought they'd actually make Dean the champ. Um, it almost reminded me of when – remember when Mankind – not even when he first won the title, but when he beat Stone Cold and Triple H at SummerSlam 99. And he Ventura. pinned Stone Cold in the middle of the ring. That's kind of how I felt um, – with Dean winning it last night. It was that I just I couldn't believe they had done that. Yeah. What I would have done, I would have had him hold that briefcase for a long time um, and stalk both those guys, lead up to WrestleMania triple threat for the title, but it looks like they're probably going to do that SummerSlam is my guess, which is still going to be uh, pretty awesome. Overall, it was a horrible pay-per-view. The first like four or five matches, I guess they were just going through the motions because they knew everybody was just watching the finals. <laughs> um could have been better, but I, like I said, I'm I'm happy with the result. I would say for sure. Yeah, I've um, so I didn't really. I'm trying to think of when I stopped watching wrestling, and it was around the time when all of a sudden your world champs were. Even though I love the guy, Dolph Ziggler and Del Rio, Shameless and the Miz, and, yeah. It was around that time I stopped watching. And I didn't get back into it until we went to Raw here in Memphis back in September. And I was like, wait, who's that guy? Okay, who's that guy? Now I'm kind of getting back into it. I rarely actually watch Raw. I pretty much just read right. what happens and watch pay-per-views. But I've liked Dean ever since I started watching again. Um, and, yeah, after he had his kind of mini push at the end of last year, I figured that was probably it. That's as close as we'll get. Maybe they'll push him again in a couple of years, but it won't make it. But um, I did pick him to win Money in the Bank. I figured just it was too perfectly written. They'll do a Shield triple yeah. threat match. Right. But I didn't think he'd – I figured he would just cash it in for 
a match at some, you know, do like not cash it in Somehow like he did after end a up, match. Yeah. Um, and end up not winning it. But no, he won. Those couldn't be happier for him. Um, unfortunately, I don't think he'll hold it for long. I think he probably loses it at SummerSlam. Yeah. Probably to Roman. So but. there's the stuff going around on the dirt sheets today was that they really have lost confidence in Roman. Um, I don't know at, why they don't just make him a heel. At least for now. That's what the rumor is that not in this immediate time with this you know three-way rivalry that's going to happen over the next two months, but that they do think he's going to get a long heel run. And then that's what always makes you want somebody to become face and actually maybe cheer the guy maybe a year or two down the road or something. But I maybe. think they have kind of hopefully lost confidence in him. He's, he's, it's not his fault. He's a really good wrestler. Um, it's just fans know too much now. And when we know we're just being force-fed somebody as a champ, we're like, nah. Right. No, we're going to reject that wholeheartedly. We don't want another Cena. And Cena's awesome, too, as far as a wrestler goes. But you just get sick of – it's hard to root for Superman. Right. Uh, hey, the uh, Ultimate Edition comes out here in a couple weeks. Anyways, uh, before we get into what we're playing, so – I have down here Kevin's PS Neo playing. Let's hear it. So, report came out today that the Neo is still coming out later this year. Okay. So, in the car the other day, Jess and I were having a conversation. We're like, she's like, how much does a stupid, like, PlayStation cost now? I'm like, why? She's like, I'm just, these kids, like, if they want to play, they never play the PlayStation 3. It's upstairs. They don't ever play it. What's the point? They just want to play the PlayStation 4. It's downstairs. It's so annoying. I wish they could just play it upstairs. I'm like, hmm. Well, it's about $350 now for a new one. She's like, ugh. I said, but you know what, though? Um, the rumors are there's a brand new PlayStation coming out with 4K capabilities and all this upgrade stuff that I'd really like to get if I could. Maybe that would make more sense. Yeah, that that might make sense, actually. I think you're right. I said, yeah, we can move the old one upstairs. I can delete all these games I don't even play off my hard drive that they just love and blah, blah, blah. So I may end up getting a Neo out of this. So. But then I'm not going to spend dollars on VR. I know. You said you don't really care about Neo, and the only way you're getting it is if they have a really good trade-in for the old one. But now you're just going to buy it outright? Rather than if I understand about the boys having their separate system. And if we decide as a family, that's what we want to do. I would rather just spend the extra hundred bucks and get a Neo for Mm. me. Yeah. Now my question is, are you going to let the boys know that daddy's PS4 is better? It's the exact same. Okay. That's exact same. Yep. It's the exact same. hundred percent the same. So what have you been playing, Sean? Um, since la- okay, so we already covered Resident Evil. Um, didn't yeah. want to cover it last week because we're going to cover it this week. So I won't say much about it right now. But I played through Gone Home. Um, I think that I think I fired up something else. Uncharted Three. No. Nope. <sighs> um. I don't remember. Oh, I think I started again. Um, no, that was last week. I was going to say I started up uh, PT again, but that was hmm. just the previous Oh, week. that was while you were loading. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I guess just Resident Evil and Gone Home. Um, I did convince um, Brittany to 
playthrough Resident Evil. Oh, how did that go? And let me just watch her. I gave her a tutorial up front. Here's how you move. Here's how you look. This button does this. I'm like, once we start, don't look at me. Don't talk to me. I'm not here. Don't ask me questions. Just explore, you know, whatever. And I recorded it. Oh, so my God. I may try to like edit it and yes. just get the good parts. But um, the only thing is she somehow managed to, spoiler alert, get close enough without looking in the right direction to where she missed dude walk by the oh, door. Are you serious? And so I played through it again after she beat it and just said, all right, it's kind of coming up. I'm not going to tell you what, just don't take your eyes off the TV. And then she saw it and she kind of jumped a little bit. So I wish she wouldn't have missed that the first time, but um, uh, no, she actually did pretty well. I kind of had to, I chimed in once or twice. Oh, she didn't realize when she put the VHS in that she was supposed to move. She basically just put the controller down and was watching, which like, well, makes sense. It's, yeah. it's a video. I'm like, you gotta move. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then after the tape, she was like, well, I I guess I just have to leave now. I'm like, no. And then she eventually, on her own, figured out to do the fireplace thing. So um, she actually did better than I thought. So one of these days, I'll maybe load all this into iMovie and see if I can work my Cut magic it up and, and stuff. Yeah. So um, that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Resident Evil and, and Gone Home, which we'll cover in detail later. I played the demo also, finally. Um, I tweeted or texted Sean right after and was like, okay, I like literally felt sick to my stomach. It, it scared me so much at a couple parts that I was just like, I felt uneasy. Every hair on my body was standing up like, that was for 10 thing. minutes after. Once I, so when I played through, when I just did kind of a speed run just to show Brittany that part, when I was in the VHS, I kept doing... I was trying to trigger some of the stuff I'd seen online where you can see the creepier girl see, even off the front the porch yet. or you can see oh. her. Apparently you can see her upstairs. See, that's you the thing. I had seen pictures of her. Side like, room. Oh, I don't know. There's like the little side room. So when you're walking the little closet to the with fireplace the, the things room, hanging. Yeah. Okay. You can see her in there and I kept trying to trigger it and I just started all my hairs on my arms. Yeah, yeah. And I was just creeping myself out. Oh, it is so weird, but it's so good. I yeah. can't wait for that game. I people have said people apparently did demo it in VR. And they said it like made them it's sick. a nauseating mess. They said they couldn't they just couldn't handle it. And they Capcom did say we're still tweaking it and everything. It's something about the way you move with you the move, sticks, but, you but then you look and it's but just I thought that's how all VR. I thought games it would be, were. but apparently when they did it, they were just like they look this one guy the guy in Kotaku probably said the thing you read. First time yeah, he looked yeah. around was like, Whoa, and he just had to close his eyes and just stop. Until right. his stomach settled, which is just crazy to me. Um, but in addition to that, yeah, I played through Gone Home. I definitely have some thoughts on that. We'll get to that. Uh, when I was in Cancun, though, not really when I was in Cancun, but on the way to Cancun and on the way back, played through Zelda 1. It is still one of my favorite games of all time. It's still right up there on my list. I, it's ranked where it should be. It is so That game is so perfect. Um, it's funny how that has become, I mean, it is a Zelda game through and through. That's what started it all. But now it has just become... It's it's a better uh, handheld game. It's yeah. one of those games you can just pick up, play a little bit, save it, put it down, and you're done. And like, right. I don't know. That's, that's weird how that yep. has evolved or devolved. I don't know what you want to call it. Evolved. I guess it's evolved. I guess it's evolved, but... 
started the second quest. I died like four times in the first dungeon. I died like eight times the whole <laughs> playthrough of the original quest. I haven't gone back to it yet. I, I'm going to beat that. Um, I'm going to get through the first dungeon. I'm going to get heart piece. I'm going to find where the white sword is. And then I'm going to just get 255 rupees. I'm going to get the white ring. I mean the blue ring. Yeah. Then I'm going to go from there. And well, and then I'll buy, then I'll get more and I'll buy a big shield. I'm going to do <clears throat> all that before I go to the second dungeon. I'm going to be yeah. prepared. Yeah. Because it's just... When I, I forgot through, f- I almost struggled with the first level more than any of them. Just because... You're so... That's all you have. You, you can't... can't you're, you're so you unprepared. Can, right. And Well, not only that, but you've got... Um, you've got the red, like, worm fireball things in there, I think. That go... I think oh, those are in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got uh, Dodongo, three Dodongos in one room, and you've only got like four bombs when you walk in there. And <laughs> that's impossible to beat him then. It's just crazy. Yeah. Um, you've got rooms that are just complete dead ends, and it's just so different than the first quest. It's been a long time since I played that. I do want to play through that. Um, I also played New Super Mario Brothers 2. If you've been listening to the podcast, I talked about how I was going to buy that for the trip. That game's so much fun. I don't really understand the mixed reviews on that game it is so much fun it's a mario game through and through the coins do change the way that you play the game because you are like i was telling you it i've never really been focused because you're going to get to 100 coins every once in a while and i've never really been that focused on it this is all about coins and you keep a tally in the bottom corner when you're looking at the overworld how many i've got like 8700 coins or something like that i've got like 60 Mario's or something like you can never run out of lives unless you're just like mom trying to play it or something. Right. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I got to like world five, I think. And I beat one bonus world. Um, I think there's only six main worlds and then there's two, one, two, three, maybe three bonus worlds or something like that. It's a lot of fun though. I'm definitely going to beat that now that, Things would calm down after vacation, and then I had a crazy week at work last week um, and crazy week at home with lots of people over and everything. So that's all finally calmed down. I'm looking through, looking forward to beating that, but then there's also – I still got to beat Ratchet and Clank. I got to get back to that. That game was fun. Mm-hmm. I just – it, it came out, then Uncharted came out, and I just – I lost it. Uh, got to play Shadow Complex too. That's the one I'm really like – I need to just buy it, play it for 10, 12 hours – and just have a blast with it because I know I'm going to love that game. Yeah. Very much looking forward to it. So what do you got over there, Sean, before we move on? Uh, well, it's almost empty now, but... Um, you had. Uh, you must have made uh, it pretty good. Back to my roots. Uh, just went old-fashioned tonight. Um, I was going to dive back into the... I don't know what it's called, but the punch from vodka yesterday. Punch, vodka raspberry punch. Shout out uh, to Jess. It's good. But like I was telling Kevin earlier, I think I had a hangover last night at like 10 o'clock. <laughs> I was just laying in bed and my head Young was throbbing. And then oh, I, I eventually went to sleep and woke up feeling fine. But I don't know if it's just too much sugar or what. So um, It was very sweet. I was going to dive back into it tonight, but couldn't do it. Went with the old-fashioned. Can't do it. Can't win with them. Mike Singletary. The Niners, remember that? Uh, yeah, yeah. That can't do it. Pants? Can't win with them, huh? Is that when he pulls pants down? No, that wasn't him, was it? Yeah. When he was a coach? Yeah. Oh, he didn't do that at a press conference. 
Oh no, okay. no, no, no! He did that at practice or something. I thought you it was like did. in the locker room. I was like, well, game. damn! How did he? How did he survive that? How didn't he get fired? <laughs> hey, on that note, you know what we got? What are we at? We don't have any naked butts, but we do have a bunch of news. Oh, so last week was E3, Christmas for all us nerds. Uh, so a lot of these items are going to be kind of follow-ups from last week. But let's go ahead and get right into it. So you know we've got to start with Death Stranding. So Kojima finally unveiled his game. Uh, I shouldn't finally. What am I saying finally? He's only been away from Konami for six months. Um, just so you know, update on the crazies. They are trying to come up with... Uh, theories as to how this still means Kojima is working for Konami and this is all Metal Gear related because they have no lives. Did you read the thing about how somebody was trying to say maybe you retweeted it about all the symbolism in it and how it basically has nothing to do with the game and the trailer was purely so uh, Yep, I've got it right here. Okay, yeah. I was going to describe it but I'll probably say it wrong. This yeah, there you go. Okay. Norman Reedus is Kojima. So the baby is Metal Gear. So a guy or, named at Chaotic Snake, who's actually writing like a fan tribute book to Kojima, and he's having a bunch of big Metal Gear fans contribute to it and everything. It's pretty cool. He sent this out that this was his analysis. Norman Reedus is the character, but this trailer is only a message from Hideo to the world. I'm back. Norman Reedus is Kojima. The baby is Metal Gear and all his other games. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. The scar on Reedus's stomach is the separation between Kojima and his babies being Metal Gear. The five silhouettes in the sky. This is pretty cool. Liquid, Solid, Solidist, Big Boss, and Venom Snake. He wrote Snake Venom for some reason. <laughs> the fish and the whales, which I didn't realize this at first. I had to go back and look to see that they did have the, 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 the cords or whatever, the umbilical cords. The fish and all the whales that were beached um, with the umbilical cords still attached is us fans because we just can't move on. And then the, the traces of the baby in the sand, the, the, the handprints and stuff, is the showing that the franchise, met being Metal Gear, will continue with Konami and therefore will be soulless because all you see are what's left over. You don't actually see the, um, the actual baby itself. Pretty deep, but then Kojima came out and said, he like acknowledged some of the theories and he said, what you saw will be in the game. Like, it is actually from the game. It's not just, what's the word? A, a big metaphor or anything like that. I'm sure part of it probably is, but he said it is right. in the game. Yeah. Um, but so one of the big things, so Kojima did a whole bunch of interviews, and it was going to be too hard to, to really narrow all this down. So luckily, Kojima production, Productions tweeted out nine tweets summarizing all the interviews and everything that was revealed about Death Stranding. So let me read through these real quick. In our teaser, we featured both the connecting strands of handcuffs slash umbilical cords and also the stranding of whales. Of course, there are also hints in there, the dog tags being one of these. We'll get to that in a minute. Our game is still far from being released, but the game, quote-unquote, has already begun. What are you able to spot? Kojima will always be Kojima. This yeah. game's probably not coming out for three years, and we're going to be talking about it for all three years, just like we were Phantom Pain. I love it. That was me, not the Kojima Productions. All right, Kojima Productions here. In the short time after starting Koji Pro, we've been able to find people, build an environment to work, looked into technology, started up a project, and finished this teaser. After making games for 30 years, I'm not worried at all. All to back us up, we've had both Mark Cerny, 
Kyle Cooper, and the people of Sony's Strand. Of course, a strand also connects us to Norman Reedus. Thanks to this, we were able to finish this teaser in just two and a half short months. So they went from nothing to... And you, did you see the behind-the-scenes pictures and stuff? They no. they did motion capture. They did facial capture. All this stuff with Reedus with a, a fake baby and all this other stuff. They went from nothing to doing that, building this world and all this stuff for this three minute in two and a half months. That's actually pretty impressive. He was kind enough to help us out and be part of this strenuous process. From the days of coin-operated games, they've had you've had a continue option if you were to fail your mission. Failing would also mean the death of your game character. In making a game, both in story and in the game system, you depict death. However, death is about to have a new meaning. Still, the main parts of playing will not change. Comparing it to driving. Driving a car you're familiar with will have the same feeling when you're accelerating or braking. It's when driving this familiar car without stress for a while that you'll first notice the difference. That's the kind of game it needs to be. Kobo Abe? No idea. One of my favorite writers wrote a novel called Rope, which I read in high school. This book talks about the first inventions of the human race, the stick and the rope. The stick helped man to keep... I, I don't really know if those I were... I wouldn't the, say men invented sticks. sticks. <laughs> There's a tree, I'm going to break it. Oh, I made a stick. <laughs> the stick helped man keep distance from threats. On the other hand, the rope helps us capture and bind important things to us, like the baby. And babies in real life. <laughs> Most online games will have you fight with a stick. This might also be said about social networks. Stick and rope are two very key important words. Important keywords, sorry. You'll be using the stick in our new game, but that is not all. How will you be able to use the rope to connect people worldwide? Will you be able to use both tools? The game will have you playing with tools and think about those points. With technology advancing as far as it has, dividing games into genres like action or RPG doesn't sound too forward-thinking, but Death Stranding will be a new genre. I love it. I love everything about that. I have hardly any idea what the hell they're talking about, <laughs> other than if you look at the Death Stranding logo, obviously they've got the umbilical cords things hanging down. They're all over the place. They're attached to everything. Reedus has one in his stomach, and then it's gone. He's got the, the cross scar there. Um, everything that said, even the crabs and stuff had umbilical cords. Like, then you talk about the Death Stranding and and what it could mean, and like, where did where did Reedus come from? Is this his world? Did he show up from somewhere else? Well, one of the theories that has popped up is that Norman Reedus's character has come through a black hole. So from VG twenty four seven, they found a user on Reddit and NeoGaf. Um, that pointed out what the dog tags. So if you actually look at the dog tags that Reedus is wearing in uh, the trailer and in one of the poster kind of images that they tweeted out, there's equations on there. The equation on the front seems to be the Schwarzschild metric and relates... Oh, yeah. N- Bullcrap. <laughs> and relates to the Schwarzschild radius where the event horizon of a black hole is found. And then he, Wikipedia, blah, 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 blah. So basically, there's a theory that... So it's interstellar. That he... Yeah, maybe there's five dimensions instead of four or whatever interstellar had. Kojima was asked about this, and all he would say about the dog tags is, quote, what I will say is I wanted people to find those. He wanted people to find those equations. 
So if those equations all have to do with black holes, then it has something to do with the story. Yeah. Kojima, I love you so much. Keep it up. It's going to be interesting to see. I think people are going to be as excited for this as they were Metal Gear Solid Five. honestly. Would you say that he is a this is going to be very it's going to, I was going to say this is going to be very punny <laughs> oh god anything you want to add uh, no I think you covered it pretty well I love it can't wait although I'm going to have to wait it'll be fun to play this on my Neo though or actually maybe my Playstation 5 by the time it finally comes out <clears throat> so this one's near and dear to Sean uh, news came out from Corey Balrog nope Barlog, <laughs> shoot! I knew I was going to do that eventually. That uh, while the new God of War and everything has confirmed, this is Kratos. It's really him. He's older. They won't say how many years past God of War three it is, but it is him. Um, it's his son. We don't know how he got there, but they did bring up in one interview, and I don't have this down here. That basically he is a demigod and he can't die. So, what I speculate happened, and they did say we're gonna. So, somewhere I read that we are going to find out what happened at the end of God of War 3. I think it has to be that he stabbed himself. He's still not dead. He's like, for God's sakes, are you kidding me? I can't do anything. Athena abandons him, and he just he throws himself off the cliff just like he did in God of War 1. Doesn't kill him. Somehow he washes up in Scandinavia, and he's he's healed, whatever. He picks up, and he just starts a new life there. He meets somebody. Uh, have you heard what the rumors are saying they think about who Kratos could end up being and who the kid is. No. The kid is Thor. That's why he just calls him, Boy, make me dinner. So I think he's Thor, which would make Kratos Odin. Odin. And then there's, there's, there's a part in this trailer where there's like a ghostly figure floating. And he's got horns. They said that looks like Loki. Um, there's a bunch of other ones where actually maybe Kratos as actually Thor, and he has to fight back against Odin, which is kind of what we thought might happen. Not that he was Thor, but that he was going to fight against Odin. But um, so I don't know. We'll we'll see how all that pans out. Hopefully, we don't have to wait forever for this game. Hopefully, it's just a little bit over a year. But so as I'm thinking back to the tr- maybe I'm just forgetting something because. It's been since E3 since I saw it, but is it, do they come right out somewhere? Do they come right out somewhere? Do they come out? Just go for it. And I'll tell you if it makes sense or not. <laughs> In the trailer. Yes. Is it ever explicitly stated like God of War? Norse. Norse. No. So how do people, I'm sure it is. Because sure there he's. Are people, oh, that's a, that's a. Cromul, Cromulan, that sounds like Star Trek, but that's a creature from Norse mythology. That little, the guy they killed that you said kind of yes. like a cyclops. Like, well, because is that, that the only guy, way we know that this is, in fact, Norse, Norse that, mythology? That, that thing with the tusks says some blah, 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 Valhalla. And uh, Kratos okay. is about to kill him. That's. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. And then also, there's, I didn't see this until today. If you go back and look at the trailer, after he refuses, he, like, he goes to touch his boy on the shoulder and he doesn't. He just takes the knife out and he says, you're ready for a new beginning. And I, the hair stands up on my neck and everything. When you look out there, if you look, as it all comes into view, as they're looking out down the hill, there's the tree line. And then it looks like there's like 
a river with ice moving or something. They said, no, 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 no. That's this giant serpent from, I mean, Sony hasn't said this, but everybody said, no, this is some giant serpent that he's going to have to fight from Norse mythology. And if you look at it, I'm like, holy crap, those are big scales. Like the thing is like, it's going to be huge. Hmm. Huge. I'll have to look at it again. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So anyways, uh, one of the things we talked about in our predictions or before that or something was, would it be Norse mythology? Would it maybe be Egyptian mythology? Turns out it was a 50-50 shot of what it was going to be. Quote, this again is from VG247. Corey Barlog said, Egyptian mythology, dot, dot, dot. Half the team was into that. All of them had great reasons. I think for me, as I looked at both of those, Egyptian mythology is about the pharaohs as embodiments of the gods on earth. And there's a lot more about civilization. It's less isolated, less barren. So he said, ultimately, the civilized focus of Egyptian mythology convinced him to look towards a Norse setting instead. He wanted to really focus on Kratos at this time, and he thought having too much around would distract from the central theme of a stranger in a strange land. Which, that just makes me... Stranger in a strange land. Dude. Sounds like a song. Is that Billy Joel? That's We Didn't Start the Fire. Dill in Berlin. Stranger in a strange land, Dill in Berlin. I don't know, Ryan. Uh, maybe. I think it is. You could be right. I think I am right. You may be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We quit. We're going to retire. <laughs> done <right> here. here. <laughs> uh, I wish more people were listening so they would hear that. Yeah. So are you bummed out? No, I'm I'm okay with what they're doing. I stand firm that there will not be a Norse trilogy. I think, I mean, I don't know how long God of War will go before it's dead. But this might be it. I mean, you really you have Norse, you have Egyptian, <laughs> East and the West. <laughs> You have Norse, Norse, Egyptian, and Roman. What I mean, those are the three big ones to still cover. Yeah, I don't think there's gonna be a Norse trilogy. I'm hoping it's just one and done. I don't. I still don't think this is gonna be called God of War Four. It doesn't seem like it. I don't yeah. know what it's gonna be called, but I think it's. One Norse game, then maybe they do Egypt, and then maybe they do Roman and call it a day. So one thing... um, But I do think we will see an Egyptian game eventually. Before... Oh, and after reading this, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Before I forget, they did say, um, the boy is with you throughout the whole thing. (laughs) So they are saying... They're pretty much saying without saying Kratos doesn't die. A lot of fan people... A lot of fans were theorizing that... Shortly after what we see there, Kratos dies, and then you play as the boy the rest of the time. That's not it. They said the boys we do the whole time. He's got his own button assigned to him. You can have him do other things, and it's it seems so cool. But Kratos, if they didn't kill him at the end of God of War three, they're never going to kill him. Right. I don't know that he can ever really live happily ever after, but they're definitely not going to kill him. All right, couple little bits here about the good old NX that just won't go away, and we still don't really know anything about it. A couple news items here. Um, Let me see. So CD Projekt Red, who, of course, has done the Witcher franchise. Everybody loves Witcher 3. Everybody's saying that that DLC is just amazing and it could have been a standalone game. 
in and of itself. Uh, so a communications manager at CD Projekt Red told Rocket Beans TV, I don't even know. He said, quote, it will be fantastic. As developer, you get access to the hardware, and everybody at CG Project Red is looking forward. We know things. That is encouraging. I don't know what it means, <laughs> but it means CD Project Red has already pretty much, I would think, pushed PS4 and the X-Bone to its limits with how big... Not how graphically impressive or anything, but how big that world is and everything that's included in there. And if they're saying the NX is impressive, to me that sounds like a good thing. Yeah. Didn't I read, maybe we talked about it on here, or maybe I just saw it on Twitter. I lose track, but... Didn't somebody recently say, and this scares the crap out of me, Somebody say about the NX, well, the NX isn't about specs. It's about gameplay, or it's about the games, or something like that. And somebody they, I just tell somebody us. said it's not about teraflops. I think it was Reggie, actually, at Nintendo. Reggie uh, Philomane, or however you say his name. Reggie, he's like the face of Nintendo now. Um, the American face. It might have been Reggie that said, we're not worried about teraflops. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of scares me. But yeah. uh, One other piece of news. So the GameStop CEO came out and said that the NX will have physical media. Uh, so there were a lot of rumors going around. We talked about this on a podcast in the past that they may go digital only. Um, we don't really know what it's going to be. Now, this doesn't point out if it's optical discs or if it's ROM cartridges. The CEO, Paul Raines, did say, quote, I would say the fact that there are rumors of that type just confirms for you that this is an important console for next year, being rumors of it being digital only. It will have physical media. We will play a role in it. Our pre-owned business will also play a role. So we're excited about that. So it will not be online slash download only. Um, it's going to be a traditional console that we're all used to, which I like to hear because, like we've said many times, I'm old school and I like to collect my games and I don't really care that I like to do that. Um, do you really do you care either way? Are you happy at staying with physical media? I am, but I know I think eventually we move away from that. Yeah. So, Oh, definitely. They're only delaying the inevitable, I believe, but I'm not ready for that to happen yet. So yeah, I'm glad they're sticking with actual physical media. Just a couple more items here. Uh, first, I wanted to show you this. You guys can't see it, but this uh, somebody took a drawing of Kratos and then new Kratos, and I guess it's an official image. And when you put them next to each other, you can tell Kratos is Kratos. He's got the scar over his eye, but it's faded over the years. He definitely looks older. He looks less angry, and he's got the awesome beard. He kind of looks like... Um I can't think of who he is, but one of the sort of, uh, this means nothing to you because I don't think you've played it, but the early on in the game, big boss, not big boss, but large Metal Gear. bad guy character from Resident Evil 4. Oh yeah, I haven't played him. I think I've seen pictures of it. I can't, I'm going to pull it up real quick. And he turns into like a giant, like he's got like 
long arm. I don't know. He turns into like a spider kind of thing or something. Oh, and a lot of people are theorizing that that old man at the start of the Zelda demo is Ganon. Was he Ganon in Wind Waker, the old man you talked to towards the beginning? I don't really remember. I don't. I, I never he beat it. But okay. Um, yeah. A uh, couple quick items here. So there was an interview. Uh, somebody talked about Final Fantasy 15. We didn't really talk about that on E3, but there was some some more footage shown and demo. Do you know that it's got a pause mode? Did you see that? What's that? Final Fantasy 15 has a pause mode where you can pause in the middle of combat, aim at who you want to aim, and then unpause it and do your attacks. Interesting. I kind of. I think I'm okay with that. So Final Fantasy 15 is a really big that game. guy. Oh god, he does. I mean, look he's like got that a bigger guy. beard. And then he turns into that. That's the guy turns, I was thinking of. No, he turns into oh, okay. he turns into get interwebs are hard. He turns into that thing. Oh no, I never saw it. Okay, I don't I, I can't wait for 4 to come out so I can finally play it. Final Final Fantasy 15 is a huge game. It could last around quote 200 hours. Side quests and everything? I would hope. Quote, in terms of clearing the main story, we're anticipating about 40 to 50 hours of gameplay. Okay. So at the very least, there'll be 40 hours worth of content to enjoy in the final game. With just the extra stuff alone, we're looking at maybe over 100 hours of gameplay. So if you want to count all that, maybe we're looking at 200 hours of gameplay. The final version of the game coming out, yeah, about 200 hours total. Final Fantasy, at least 7... 10 and 12 are the only ones I can speak to, but they're notorious for, uh, okay, you beat the game, congratulations. You need to, like, max, whether it's level 99 or whatever, max all of your characters, get all of their ultimate weapons, get all of their Don't limit breaks, overdrives, whatever. To get the ending? Not to get the real oh, ending, okay. but to, to 100% it. Like, okay. If this is, like, the first enemy you fight, like, the little basic blob things, the final boss is, like, here. And then the hardest boss in the game is, like, here. Good God. Like, the final boss. Usually final bosses, final, like, storyline bosses in Final Fantasy games are pretty easy. Oh, okay. And then, like, the final optional boss is just insane like you need to have all your characters maxed to have any chance and have like it's just unreal so no that's that's par for the course with that okay. i believe that i still gosh i think i'm gonna get 15 but i, I just keep wavering i just don't know it's like a boy band driving around in a car and there's huge dinosaurs and stuff final fantasy is always weird i know that um Gosh, I don't know. I, I need to play seven this summer. Maybe I'll fall in love with it and we'll go from there, but that's for another time. Yeah. So a game comes out this week that we never thought would actually happen. Mighty Number no. 9 is out. As we're recording this, it's out tomorrow in North America and most of the world. I think it comes out in Europe on Friday. We do actually have listeners listeners in Europe. Thank you and for listening. And Bangladesh. And All through Asia. We're, we're worldwide. We're worldwide. Intercontinental. Uh, not a lot of people, but yeah, we're at least intercontinental. Yeah. So Mighty Number no. Nine came out. The review embargo broke today. You know what the consensus is for this game? Not good. Meh. All I know is Colin said something like, "I've had this game for 
12 days and I haven't beaten it yet. So that and tells you all you need to know. Literally like the that. biggest Mega Man fan in the world. Yeah. And he hasn't beaten it. And yeah. he can play it on his Vita and he can take his Vita to E3 and to Let's Play Live and all this stuff they're doing and he still hasn't beaten it. That's kind of sad. Metacritic right now is at a 60 out of 100. Hmm. A lot of people say it's not, it is, it doesn't have heart. It doesn't feel like Mega Man at all. It feels like a cheap knockoff. I don't want this game. I don't want to play this game. I mean, I already didn't care after all right. the delays, but now I'm to the point now where I want the Mega Man Anniversary Collection. I'm almost glad it sucks at this point. That's what uh, <laughs> Brian Altano said. Hey, yeah, Mighty Number no. 9 sucks, but you can go spend 10 bucks now and download the Anniversary Collection or whatever it's called on PS4 or right. 3DS or whatever and actually play six of the best platforming games ever made. Yep. So it doesn't really matter that it sucks. They'll never take Mega Man away from us. All right, main topic. I am very, very interested on this. So, as we said a couple weeks ago, one of the PS Plus games for this week, or nope, for this month, one of the free games is Gone Home. I don't know about you again, because you're not as big a nerd as I am. I've heard about this game nonstop for years now. I had heard of it, but I didn't really know. Other than knowing that it was Firewatch-esque, that's all I knew about it. I didn't know... I mean, that's literally all I knew is that it was another quote-unquote walking simulator. Right. But. It's a walking simulator. First came out on PC. I heard a lot of things about it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, it came out in 2013 originally, worldwide oh, on really? PC. Windows, OS X, and Linux. Came out uh, this January on PS4 and Xbox One. All I've heard from Colin and Greg, and I haven't tweeted them my opinions or anything because I wanted to get through this podcast first and Sean and I have not shared our opinions at all was how this is one of the must play games this is one of the best games ever made um, I built this game up so much in my head and then I played it so before I really get into everything here we're going to do a little uh, we're going to do a cool little thing here I'm going to count to three and we're both going to say Loved it, hated it, liked it, it was okay, whatever. We're going to both say at the same time our thoughts on the game, and then we're going to branch off from there. Well, okay, that's really difficult. Why don't we, on three, give it a one through ten? Okay. That way we're not. One, two, three. Okay. All right. To the tenth of a decimal. Okay, so we're going 100 point scale? Blank, point, blank. Well, yeah, I guess we can just go out of 100 then. <laughs> no decimals. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. So we're going to count and then give a number. You we're going to go one, two, three. To get. I might do that because this <laughs> requires too much brain power. Okay. One, two, three, five out 79. of 79. Okay. You just said we were going out of 100. I didn't know. Well, 5.0 <laughs> then. That's still a 5 out of 100 or 50 out of 100? 50 out of 100. 5.0 okay. out of 10.0. Of- <laughs> okay. So you liked it better than I did. I did. I don't understand how... Okay, no... I'm glad we disagree on this. No walking simulator. I mean, maybe I'll be proven wrong someday. No walking simulator will ever be the best game of all time, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know. I'm almost glad I didn't know it got hyped up that much i knew it was supposed to be a uh, a good game maybe even a great game but that's it i didn't know people were 
that much into it. So I'm almost glad I didn't know that. Um, I... It is not as good as Firewatch. Okay, we both agree on that then. However, I do think... Firewatch was maybe... For what it was, Firewatch was maybe a tad long. And for that is really the only reason I have not gone back and played through it. I started to play through it again right away. I'm like, I can't, I can't do this yet. This was almost too far the other way. It was almost too short. See, I thought it was too long. <laughs> really? I, I got... So first, the things that I liked about it. When I first booted the game up, um, you get the phone message. Hey, Mom, I'm coming home. You don't have to pick me up. I'm going to get a ride. Um, And you get there. I like the interface. I like the way that you interacted with the world where you just point. It was very similar to Firewatch. I should say Firewatch was very similar to this. Whoops. Very... Firewatch was very similar to this because this came out three years before Firewatch. Um, You look in the world, you've got a little reticule, and you just... And that's it. Push it, and that's all you do. Um, I loved the nostalgia. I loved hearing the phone messages about Street Fighter Two and the Super Nintendo, and playing at the arcade. And oh man, I thought I was really good. And then this dude kicked my butt, and all that. I was like, okay, this I can relate to. This is pretty cool. That was really about it. Like, it got to the point where it took me right at two hours to beat it the first time. When it got to about an hour, 15, hour 30, I was to the point where I I didn't want to click on anything. I just wanted to get to the end and see what was going to happen. So I will say, even though against my better judgment and having already learned my lesson from Firewatch, while I was waiting for this game to download, I played P.T., and while I knew this was going to turn out to be just like Firewatch, there's no big conspiracy. There's nobody trying to kill you. There's nothing scary remotely about this game. Okay. I. Oh, I think you're going where I'm going. I got kind of. I was always a little hesitant when I when you find like the secret compartment. I'm like, oh god, I don't want to go in there. And there's one part where you turn the light on and then the light bulb dies or something. I'm like, oh god. I'm like, I know nothing's going to happen. But I just played PT not long ago. So did you find the note before that that said uh, there was like a repair bill? There was an, an uh, there was an estimate for elect for fixing electrical stuff in the house. But the old man, the people that lived there before then, was too cheap and didn't want to fix it. So I was good about. I did a lot of. I probably didn't find. I'm sure I didn't find everything. I feel like I found a decent amount. I was good about exploring. Yep. I listened to the story. I paid attention. I looked at pictures, all that. I didn't get the trophy for finding all the journals, though. I missed it by I, two, I think. When I, There's 23 uh, you can find. I think I had 20 or 21. I forget. I'd have to check. I don't know how many I got. Um, the whole thing, the story about, like, the mother. Uh, okay. Ranger Rick interested. and all that. Yeah. And then the thing about the father and who he wanted to be a writer and he wasn't and dad good. Was I was just like, and, I would pick up some of those letters and it would be like, yeah, it would either be talking about his, Oh, sorry, you know, we can't publish this right. book or 
I, or it'd be know. like a repair, like you said. Maybe I found that one. I don't know if I did or not. A repair bill. I'm like, I don't care. See, I found <laughs> that right at the beginning, and that's when I was still actually reading stuff. But as I got about halfway through, I was like, I don't care. I was interested in, I've already forgotten her name, but the girl. Sam. Sam. I was interested. I mean, that's the big story. I was interested in that. That had my interest, my attention, whatever. Stuff about the mom, stuff about the dad. I did lose interest in as it went on, but um, I'm curious about how I would have felt. I know it makes no sense, but if I had played this game without having just played PT, because it did kind of change my mindset as I'm... You you probably had nothing to be... Were you ever on edge? Were you ever scared? Yeah, but finish your thought, and then I'll get into mine. I mean, that's I wasn't pretty really much it. scared, but I definitely was on edge sometimes. And going through, it was mainly like when I went through the secret compartments and stuff like that. That was like, oh god, like what's? I'm sure there's nobody that's all of a sudden going to jump out and scare me. But I was always kind of on edge, and I think that added to the. The excitement, maybe excitement's a bit strong, but the interest in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll stop there. What do you have to say about that? What I was going to say is, I think the moment when I lost interest in this game was when, um, after going through one of the secret passages, uh, you make your way on the other side of that locked door to where the kitchen is and stuff. And in the kitchen, there's a calendar. And on the calendar, because you know it's June 6th, I think, that this is happening. And on there, on the calendar, it says, on the week of June 5th, you can see, like, anniversary trip or something. So I'm like, so this whole time I've been going through this house, the house is ransacked. Like, there's drawers open everywhere. There's clothes in their bedroom and stuff like this. I'm like, this is really unsettling. There's something, something else is going on here. There's something going on. And then I'm like, oh, no, they were just in a hurry to pack. And that's why they couldn't pick her up at the airport, not because somebody like got murdered or something so i was like right oh okay and at that point i was like this game is gonna end one of two ways she's gonna get with lonnie or something horrible is gonna happen so she's not just gonna go off to rotc or no she was in ROTC. she's not just gonna go join the army and leave it was to me it was just so obvious that i was just like which way is it gonna go um the part that got unsettling to me was right before you get to the very end of the game. When you go through the last, you find the last hidden passage where you find, and now I see how you can beat it in 60 seconds. You just walk in the house, you go to the hidden door by the stairs, grab the key, run up to the attic, open it. You can beat it in under 60 seconds. I didn't try it yet. I don't know that I'm ever going to, I don't think I'll ever play this game again, which is kind of sad. But when you get in there and a journal starts playing about, I can't remember exactly what she was saying, but it was like, um, we were going to meet under the stairs one last time and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I even said out loud, I said, Oh my God, no, don't, don't tell me. I thought I was going to walk in on a double suicide and I walk in and then I see the crazy guy who lived there before had this satanic table with the, whatever it's called, the pentagram with the candles and stuff. And I'm like, Oh God. So then when they weren't there, I was like, Okay, and I found the key. I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. The attic was their place. I'm going to walk up there. And I almost wanted that to be the case. I almost wanted that because that would mean that something happened. 
So I walk up the attic and I go up the stairs and I'm like, it almost felt like, and I did play this right after Resident Evil. <laughs> so it did kind of contribute a little bit, but I walk up there. I'm like, God, I don't even want to walk up. So I walk up and I see the sleeping bag. I'm like, okay, there's no blood. There's no body. There's nothing. Okay. That's good. Turn the corner, whatever. Um, then I get the last journal and then she's just like, yeah, she, she got off the bus. She's coming back. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I knew that was going to happen. I was like, that's it, really? So then I walk over and I find the journal, and then you find out you've really, there's been no audio recordings, obviously. Um, you've just been reading her journal, and it just ends. And I'm like, so literally, there nothing happened this whole time. And I'm like, Ugh. Like, it was obvious from the beginning that the girl was going to be, um, how should I say this? Because we don't know what our listeners are. She was going to have a, a relationship with Lonnie. Yes. That was very obvious from the beginning. Don't you yeah. agree? Okay. As soon as, pretty much as soon as she saw her at the arcade playing Street Fighter or whatever. It was yeah. Like, okay. Well, I get and then and then she started talking about how she's in a new school and she doesn't know anybody. I was like, okay, I see how this is yeah. going to go. Whatever. I don't, I, I definitely can't relate to that. Um, but, so that was obvious. And then the fact that it just ended up a happy ending. And really, when you think about it, nothing happened. I was like, oh, this was such a letdown. So like, some people, again, we both really liked Firewatch. Some people hated it. Some people, everything that I'm saying about this game, people said about Firewatch, that nothing happened. And there was no big conspiracy. But So I'll, I'll say this, and I'll turn it back over to you. My thing was, this game, and this is when you get into the thing of what really constitutes a game. This was really almost just like reading a book. Right. Walking around a house. With Firewatch, though, it wasn't just a monologue. It was a dialogue. It was two people interacting. It was you choosing three options every time you talked to Delilah, right? What you were going to say to her. And you knew you were married. How are you going to treat that? Even though things were bad and your wife was really sick and she had Alzheimer's and all this stuff, you were still trying to be true to your wife. But then Delilah was flirting. And do you flirt back or do you just not say anything? And there was... And there was there was conflict. There was a guy who comes and hits you and knocks you out. There was, you know, the scary thing at the beginning when you first see that guy with the flashlight and stuff that you were on edge and there was all these different environments and everything. And it's just like here you just walk in a house, you walk around the house, and then it just ends. And like I I I've never been more disappointed in a game that I actually wanted, like really wanted to play. Like this is one of those games. I was like, it's one of those games when I get a low point, I'm going to pay the 20 bucks. I'm going to play it. So I've heard nothing but good things. I, I guess my rating for this is I'm glad it was a free game. Cause if I spent 20 bucks yeah. on this, I would feel like I got gypped. Yeah. So I agree. I don't think it was war. I mean, we didn't pay twenty dollars, so whatever. But right. I don't. I don't think it's worth twenty dollars. It was fun. It's. I agree. There's really no reason to go back and play through it again. I know what the story is. It's certainly less interactive than Firewatch. Even knowing that, no matter what you do in Firewatch, the ending's still the same. It's like I did a couple experiments. They bring everything full circle, and it's like, oh, and you're back to here regardless of what you said before. Yep. But it at least 
feels interactive. It gives the illusion that it's interactive. Right. That that you are right. contributing to this world and this interaction and this story. Right. But I think I could be wrong. I think that if you played this when it came out, if you played this first, I think you would have liked this better. And I think you probably, you may have even liked Firewatch better than you do. I don't think you would have, yeah. you wouldn't have liked Firewatch any less. Firewatch if you played this first, first game, you would have like liked, that. you yeah. would have liked this. I know what you mean. Um, and I mean, the same thing with me. If I had played this first, I mean, I like it anyway. I would have liked it better than I do if I played it before Firewatch. Um, but, no, I agree. This is definitely more of a just story. Mm-hmm. Both these games are, they kind of blur the line between just story and game. Interactive story, maybe. Yep. But this is much more closer to a story than Firewatch. Firewatch is closer to a game. You do stuff. You can pick stuff other than just picking up a book and throwing it there. You can get... Remind me to go back to that, yeah. Right. You, you, you have a radio. You, can, you get an axe. You need to cut trees down to make bridges. You got to... What are, I, mean, I don't even mind. It's been so long since I've played Firewatch now. But it's... Certainly a bigger world. It's, to some extent, I mean, to a very large extent, I guess, it is open world. It's pretty much, you can go anywhere. But why would you? You have somebody saying, it's really hey, go just, check this out. Okay, I'm going to go check that out. Right. Whereas this, it's obviously a smaller world. It's, it's a house. It's not a world. But you have no idea where to go. I like that. I like just exploring as opposed to being told I mean Firewatch is I guess linear objectives it's a linear game where you have the ability to explore to just, the world if you want to right but yeah. they do funnel you where you but are you supposed can't to go advance into the story, story unless, unless you, you go in the order that yep. they want you to so I enjoyed Firewatch it's I'm I don't know when I'm sure I will play through it again. I don't know when because it's kind of a long game. It's a two-sitting game, whereas right. this is one. This yeah. is a one-sitting game. I don't know that, like you, I don't know that I'll ever play through it again. I know the story. I'm not... I probably could have paid more attention to the parents' story, but I still don't really care enough to go back and pay more attention to it. I just don't care. And then I know the Sam story. Again, partially because nothing really shocking happens. She goes to a new school. She meets somebody. Everything's hunky-dory. There's a little bit of a conflict, but then everything ends up great at the end. I may not remember all the specifics, but that it's just a pretty typical story. So there's nothing... Um, groundbreaking about the gameplay and I'm not going to ever need a refresher I don't think on what the story was so I have no reason to I enjoyed playing it I think my biggest knock on it is there's no replay value no there's no reason to go back and play it again um I can see what you're saying it was short but it was meant to be short and you couldn't 
the way the game was if you were if it was if it was a longer game it would have just been a longer game just to make it a longer game just to send right. you on a couple more yeah i didn't want it to be any long i wanted right. it to be it's shorter. just in a house i mean yeah. unless there was like it was maybe slightly more open. Maybe there's a backyard. There's like a tree house. Yeah, like, like when a I saw the more greenhouse. Maybe a tent. Like yeah. If there was a little bit more to it, okay. But if well, it's, see, if the whole thing is just in a house, yeah, you can't make it any longer than it was. Whereas like Firewatch, you can find the turtles and you can find right, the, yeah. the raccoon that jumps out. And, you know, you've... Yeah. And, and the other thing with Firewatch, to me, probably one of the reasons I connected more with that is the whole mystery is about this father who is so ashamed because his son died. Like because of something he did, he wanted him to climb the rocks inside the cave and he fell and he died. Right. And the shame and how he couldn't go back to society and all this other stuff. Like that was way more emotional for me than this. And, and Henry, Henry was his name that we played as right. Hank. Henry Hank and his interactions with, with Delilah and him, him tugging and all this stuff. Like I just, I don't know. Oh, that's what I was going to say. It got to the end where I was like, I'm sick of touching. I'm sick of picking up toilet paper and throwing it and books. And I kept picking it. them up thinking eventually I'm going to pick gonna up find a book another note. and there will be something underneath it. And I probably I f- did miss something. Like I found that, a but. note under a bed in Sam's room because that was before I got sick of moving everything. Oh, yeah, I think I got that um, one. I just didn't. I, did you listen to the cassettes of the horrible music? I only listened to, I played some of them. I'm like, I don't want to listen to this. And I, then one I, of them I let play while I kind of went and explored the rest of the room, just thinking maybe there is something to the story. Was that's there gonna, nothing? There wasn't on that one. Okay. But I don't know. I thought you were going to say, oh, I that first one, if you, okay. I got through 30 seconds of, <laughs> I was like, I, the one I that I listened to the whole way through, there was nothing. It just I'm, stopped at the end. I was like, okay, yeah. well. Maybe there is nothing. I thought I, there was going to be some kind of... And maybe there is on one of the other ones. I figured maybe there's like a secret message, but... I made sure I at least put them in and pushed play for everyone I could find in case there was a trophy for it or something. Um, but I just... I don't know. I'm glad we disagree. It's good that we don't just agree on everything. Um, and that's why I wanted to save it for this, but... Any other final thoughts you want to add on Gone Home? Um, I don't know. It's oh, one other thing I do want to add. Go ahead. I, uh, nothing I haven't already said. It's it's a good. At first, I was shocked that it was a PS Plus game, and now that I've played it, now I kind of understand right why it yeah is. But I don't know. It's. I enjoyed it. I think it was a good game. It has its flaws, but it did some things well. But there's no reason for me to ever play it again. Yeah. So, I mean, when I'm when I'm grading a game, a big part of it is replay value, and this has almost none. Yeah, I think I would rather have my three gigs back on my hard drive than ever play <laughs> this again. Right. What I was going to say that I wanted to say about this game is when I finished it, or when I got towards the end, all I was thinking of... This game reminds me of Oscar bait. And what Oscar bait is, is when these people put out movies, you know, right at the end of the cycle that will get them nominated for an Academy Award. 
and they hit they they basically make a movie that they know will get them considered for picture of the year. That's what I kind of felt like this was trying to do. It was trying to be so different and artsy fartsy. And then you add in the element of the relationship and all this other stuff that it was just like, to me, it was trying to be an Oscar bait of a game, but it did not get to that level is, is what my, my final thoughts are. Yeah, it's tough. Cause I've had these thoughts and I certainly mean absolutely zero disrespect to anybody, but it does almost seem like that element was thrown in just to make it more noteworthy. And part of me is like, well, it shouldn't be. But then at the same time, it's like it's obvious. It's obvious they did it for that a that's what not they were a boy do- and a girl. Right. That Who cares? That's right. been done. I think it, without that but element, then, this game would not be critically acclaimed as it was. I 100% believe that. Yeah. Now, sacrilege, I know, but you could make an argument. Obviously, this game has much, much, much more going for it. The whole thing with um, Ellie mm-hmm. in the, what is it called? Uh, left, not left behind. Yeah, yeah left, behind. left behind. Yeah. I mean, that never comes up in the, the main story. I don't think. I think it was all in Left Behind. No, it was all in Left Behind. But that almost felt like... And I knew this when it was two girls. I was like, I know what they're going to do. Like, it was obvious that that was going to happen too. But it felt more earned. And maybe it's just because, again, it goes back... Oh, this is why. Because it goes back to the difference um, dialogue versus monologue. Like, we actually saw it play out. We never heard Lonnie's voice... We know nothing about her except everything from you Sam's see one perspective. Of her. We see a pr- picture. That's it. We know n- we've never heard her voice. Yeah, you any definitely... of her thoughts on the relationship. We don't know anything. This is all from one point of view. Right. That was the other part about Firewatch is, and I'm sure it's connected to the whole thing about it's a dialogue versus a monologue. But you get so attached and invested. In Henry and Delilah, yeah. To where at the end, I was, I was legitimately upset when she. Le- I mean, I knew it was going to happen, but when she left, and I didn't get to finally meet her at the you end, you get to she see her, me. meet her, nothing. Yeah, I kind of knew that was going to happen, but I was still <coughs> upset. This, it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's, that's kind of a cool like, story, whatever, right? Okay. Yeah. So, last thing, and then we'll wrap this up. Gone home. If you look at the Metacritic. Have you looked at this? No. Okay. Gone Home Console Edition on the PlayStation 4. Metascore based on critics, 85 out of 100. So 8.5 out of 10. User score, 3.9. Wow. Oscar bait. It's now... Yeah. Compare that to Firewatch. Metacritic along uh, scores amongst critics, 76. Lower. Almost 10 points lower. Pretty much lower. 7.6 out of 10. Yeah. I think we both rated it right around there. 7.5, 8 out of 10, 8.5, something like that. Yeah. User score, 7.0 out of 10. 
So hmm. critics and users were a lot more in line than they were. And again, scores are all subjective. We've talked about that on here, but I just thought that was very interesting. And then if you look at the PC, you, PC users rated a little bit higher. It was like a 5.5 for users versus an 86 for critics. But again, maybe they most of the people that played on PC didn't hear about it for three years like PlayStation 4 users did. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. And get kind of kind of sick of it there, but yeah, I mean, honestly, to me, it's one of the most disappointing games I've ever played, and I didn't think I was going to say that. Um, and again, I almost wanted somebody to be dead up in the attic just for something to happen, <laughs> as horrible as that is, right? To say, but that's it. That's our thoughts on Gone Home. Uh, I'll tweet this to Game Over Greggy and No Taxation, and see if they block me on Twitter for not agreeing with them that it's a fabulous game and all that other stuff. Um, and uh, yeah so now we've come to that part in the podcast we didn't do this last week we haven't done this in almost a month now it is time for it's the back of the box challenge Uh, if you're not familiar with us uh, with the back of the box challenge what we do is every time we do a podcast that we end the episode by getting together and we play a little game called the back of the box challenge what this is, each of us picks a game. We look at the back of the retail box. We read the summary that is off the back of the box to the other player. We bleep out any pertinent information that would completely give the game away. And the other user gets to guess. They can ask somewhere between three and five questions to try to narrow it down to see if they can guess the game. Sean, I think you should read first this time. I think I feel like I've read first. So I know I did Tomb Raider last time, and you okay. got it right away. But I can't remember oh, if I read first right. or not. Whatever. I'll just read them. Okay. I almost said the name of the game to start off. Let's not do that. Okay. In the distant... I'm going to bleep this for now, but if you need me to come back, I will. In the distant blank star system, imagine yourself at the controls of a futuristic, heavily armed space fighter. Lead the counterattack on an invasion force of hundreds of alien tanks, fighter ships, laser gun emplacements and super battleships maneuver at warp speed through fog and shrouded canyons dense asteroid belts and waves of the enemy's best defense you must use skill and cunning to bring the fight to the enemy's home planet blank and smash the blank for victory i have no idea (laughs) okay in the distant lilat star system Blah, 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 blah. Bring the fight to the enemy's home planet, Venom, and smash the core brain for victory. Core brain. Sounds like Contra. Or Metroid. Um, not Metroid. Is it... Is this a series? Were there multiple games in the series? Yes. Okay. Did it start on the Super Nintendo? Yeah. I have no idea what it is. Now I'm going to guess it in <laughs> in two tries. I mean, I have an idea, but it seems like some of the things that would have been in the description were nowhere to be found in there. I mean... When I think of this game, I'm like, okay, this is probably what the back of the box would say, and none of it was in there, so... Well, ask a question that would narrow it down, then. Do you... Is it a cast of animals? God damn it. Is it Star Fox? Yeah. So I bleeped out. I didn't even say it, actually. Your heavily armed space fighter, R-Wing. I just didn't even bleep or anything. Uh, I think I If I said F- R-Wing, it's over. Yeah. But I would have thought, would have said, 
lead your team of blank and <laughs> oh, blank. Slippy the frog and <laughs> Bunny the rabbit. <laughs> I would have thought there would have been some mention of your good job team. I mean, but honestly, none of the none of the things you added in on the second go around helped me at all. No, because I don't know anything about Star I just, Fox. I, I thought the description without it, I thought would be enough. Um, yeah, I honestly, I won't say I've never played. I probably played. Did Randy have it? Somebody had Star Randy Fox. Randy had it. Okay. And I think I played it a little bit there. But I, I've i just never gotten into that game. Right. At all. Well, you did pretty good for, like, I have no idea what this is. I mean, yeah. That was the first game that popped into my head. Like, I don't know, is it Super Nintendo? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, when you said Super Nintendo and is it a series, I was like, well, I mean... I don't know what other space fighter it could be. Right. Oh, that's true. I guess there aren't too many of them. All right. Here we go. Uh, I probably should have read this ahead of time. So hopefully I don't... Yeah, I think it's obvious what to bleep out. Oh, the Wyatt family's back, and everybody says they're still boring. So that <laughs> sucks. Okay. In a faraway kingdom called Angel Land... Oh, my God. What stupid game is this going to be? The evil goddess, blank, has stolen the three sacred treasures and imprisoned the goddess of light. Uh, Palutina? Sure sounds like a Zelda game, but obviously (laughs) it's not, I guess. As blank, your mission is to find the treasures, destroy blank, and rescue Palutina from the depths of the... I'll bleep it out for now. From the depths of the blank. I don't think that's going to help you, but... To find the treasures, you'll travel through ruins, collecting weapons and storing power for use in combat against creatures of blank's army. Use your blank... Crap. You've bleeped out everything. All right, the first one, from the depths of the palace in the sky... Nope. Okay. <laughs> this one I need to bleep out. Use your blank to ward off gatekeepers of the underworld, overworld, and sky world as you strive towards your battle against blank. Will you survive to restore Palutina's light and return it to Angel Land? Only you know. Is this a game I've ever even heard of? Yes. Is it a GameCube game? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, so it's not Skyward Sword, because I know nothing about Skyward Sword. That was, uh, that was Wii, not GameCube. But that's what I meant to say. Sorry. But no, it's not It's Wii not either. Wii either. I don't know why I said GameCube. I guess I was thinking Twilight Princess. So, Angel Land. There's a floating land, a land land, and an underworld. <laughs> Underworld, Overworld, and Skyworld. Goddess Palpatine. <laughs> Senator Palpatine. Pal- Palutina. Is this a game that we owned? There's no way. I don't even know why I'm asking that. Uh, no. There, I, I have no idea what the hell this is. <clears throat> is it an 8-bit game? Yes. Okay. 
Is it that game that I always think of and I never know the name to? Yes. I have no idea. That's what. It, that's the game? No, I don't oh. know what you're talking about. The game I always show you on YouTube, and I always forget what the name of it is, that we've rented a million times with the little fat guys running around. Oh, something Warriors? Legend Warrior of Cain. No, not Legacy of Cain. The, the square, like, fat yeah. red guy. Is it that? It's not that. Oh, well, shoot. But now I'm, I can't think of that. The name I, of I never do, but I always, once I look it up, it's like Dragon. It's not Dragon Warrior. It's Legend of... Ikari Warriors? No, it's definitely not that. They had bazookas and stuff in Ikari Warriors. All right. I don't don't even remember what I asked. It's an 8-bit game. Is that what we determined? Yes. We did not own it. Is it a NES 8-bit game? Yes. Okay. Oh, God. Is it a series that's still going today? I don't believe so. Oh, shoot. It's not Final Fantasy. I... to my knowledge, there was never even a second game, a second standalone game, but the character, to some extent, lives on. So you bleeped out the character. The character and, and the his bad weapon. guy. And the weapon. I can maybe tell you the... If you really need help, I'll tell you the bad guy. It's 8-bit... The character did live on, you said? Yeah. He didn't have another game in this series, but I he don't lived think on. So, yeah. And his weapon, Frigg, was Cloud on the NES. <laughs> um, think of a game where a lot of characters come together. That's why I was thinking Final Fantasy. No. A lot of characters from various series come together. Yeah, to my knowledge, that is the only place where this character lives on. So is it a licensed game? Yes. Disney. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> that question always confuses me. I guess no. It's not It's not licensed. It turned into a license. <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> Was it based off an existing intellectual property at that time? Oh, um... You would think of it as a video game. Maybe there's some kind of historical... 8-bit, NES, the name would give it away, the weapon would give it away. Oh, wait. This Okay, this character existed before this game. But when you think of this game, you think of it as a game. But technically, yeah, this character... Thanks. <laughs> All right, do you want to know the bad? I'm so confused. The bad now. guy. Sure. This may. I don't know if this will give it away. All right, the evil goddess Medusa. <laughs> it's not Castlevania. It's, obviously, it's not <laughs> Castlevania. Medusa. God, what games was Medusa in that wasn't Castlevania? 8-bit character lives on, weapon lives on. I don't think I'm So that's what I'm saying. It is a... It is based on... I guess it would be Greek. Oh, something mythology. Mythology. Oh, it's Kid Icarus. Yep. I never went for the genre or anything. He's been in, like, 
Smash Brothers. He had, but I don't know that there's ever a second Kid Icarus game. Uh, there wasn't a Kid Icarus game, and his name isn't even Icarus. Isn't his name uh, like Pike or something? Or am I thinking? Am I getting two people confused? I feel like you don't even. Look it up real quick. <laughs> We're all Google. This makes for uh, really thrilling podcasting. All right, Kid Icarus. I, I want to say there was not a Kid Icarus two, but he was in. There was another game. Um, Pit, not Pike. Yeah, Pit. That's right. I can't find it. But yeah, I had to bleep out bow and arrow because I feel like that would have given it away. Super Kid Icarus Returns. Unofficial Flash game. Okay. Kid Icarus Uprising. A new series entry for the Nintendo 3DS. Kid Icarus Uprising was eventually revealed at the E3 2010 and was released in 2012. That must be what I was thinking. It's a 3D shooter. (laughs) Oh, God. I just got to click on that. No, we definitely didn't have that game. You're right. No. But I knew you knew it. Oh, it actually looks pretty cool. Huh. Is this a video? No, it's just screenshots, but... No. See, if you would have shown me that, I would have just thought, oh, that's Smash Brothers. Yeah, I would have... Or, yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> I'm not even going to get take credit for getting that one. <laughs> I don't know. What, what what was it that made me finally get? Was it Medusa? But then you said something when else. I told you it was mythology. Oh, that's what... When you said Greek, I was like, oh, what are the Greek game? Oh, yeah, it's Kid Icarus. Yeah. Well, that was good. It was good. You you nailed Star Fox. I was struggling. Not Kid Icarus, I am but. still kind of shocked by that. Do we ever even rent Kid Icarus? I know I've played it, but I, I don't have think no I've idea where. Play- well, I'm pretty sure I've played it. I want to say like Matt had it. Randy didn't have it. Tim didn't have it. Tom didn't have it. Did Randy even have a Nintendo? Oh, that's true. I don't think he did. He just had Super Nintendo. <clears throat> I, I know. Well, maybe not. Maybe we played at the arcade in one of those pick, pick 8 or pick 10 or whatever it was. That might be it. I would... Kate it's hard to believe that it. we never rented it. I, I do not remember. But it came out in 86. So That's by what the time I'm saying. It came we out a year before we Nintendo games, it. Right. it would have it been already off the shelves. Old. Yeah, so maybe we didn't, but I don't know. Very interesting. That, ladies and gentlemen, is all we got for today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for episode 26, the two-player co-op podcast. Again, if you want, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at KevinWhite24. He is at RealSeanWhite. Together, we are at two-player underscore co-op you can download us on itunes soundcloud google podcast stitcher any other podcast service you use pretty much we're on there uh tell your friends retweet us share us download us let us know your thoughts tweet us let us know what you think what do you think about gone home am i way off base is this one of the best games ever made is sean way off base and this is really is an, an overrated game com- you know compared to some of the other games out there let us know your thoughts And uh, like I said, we really appreciate everybody, as always, being here for 26 episodes. We hope you'll be back next week for episode 27. But until that time, Sean, you know what to do. Thank you for playing.